Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 37. This is the Building Strength Podcast. I'm your host Theo Lim. Welcome to the podcast if you're new, maybe you've listened before. We talk about all things strength, building strength inside and outside of the gym. This week's podcast is brought to you by the loving kindness meditation so we're just going to take 10 seconds out of our lives picture two people in your head two people you know um, just picture their face and let's wish happiness for them and that's great it takes 10 seconds you don't have to say anything it's just a mental exercise in your head and it feels great Um, The reason why I do that is because the person who created that, they said that we literally can't be in a bad mood if we're giving love to others. So with that being said, this week's podcast is going to be about what I've learned in the last three years of coaching people. So it's... About three years ago, I started coaching part-time. I was still working a part-time job on top of that. And eventually, about a year and a half ago, I went full-time with coaching clients. So I just wanted to reflect and share the things I've learned about coaching people, but also about business and also really everything I've learned and everything I've experienced through the process. I know that I'm still fairly new to the game, but for me, this is is a pretty big milestone. Again, the first year and a half was pretty part-time, so it wasn't, I didn't get that much experience, but I'd say over over the last 15 to 18 months, when I really went full-time with it, that's really when I started stacking up the hours of coaching and learning. And really, the more the more I've been coaching people, the, the more I realize like how much more I need to be able to provide and give to people. So what I've learned, I'm just going to go through a list and I'm going to share some stories and some experiences regarding each one. So number one, number one thing I've learned, I already knew this, but now it's interesting to see in other people. Number one thing is consistency. Consistency is key. And it's not just about consistency in the gym, but also outside of the gym. So my clients who make the, who have the best results, who make the biggest transformations are the ones who are the most consistent. So there are people who are consistent with coming to the gym and consistently working hard. Those people, they make great progress. Then you have the next tier of people who are consistent outside of the gym as well with their nutrition, with their sleep, with their stress management. Those people make even more progress. And what I've learned is that short-term intensity 
like going hard for like five times a week for four weeks, that always will lose to someone who goes pretty hard two to three times a week for five months versus five weeks. So what I've learned is that long-term consistency definitely trumps short-term intensity. So it's all about consistency in the long term. So that's the number one thing I've learned. Number two, communication is key between myself and the people I'm working with. That's really one of the areas where I've really been honing in on and just improving the way I communicate to people. Um, just the way I'm conveying the information that I'm trying to convey. Because here's the thing. One thing I've really realized is, you know, most people know what they should be doing. Everyone knows that they should be kind of eating uh, healthy in a way. And everyone knows that they should be exercising. The real challenge with coaching is how do you get people to do the things that they already know they should be doing? So communicating is really key. Um, I've really, biggest thing I've been doing is instead of me just passing on and conveying the information that I know, it's more of a, I'm trying to ask better questions. So I find this to be a lot more effective than just telling people what to do because they already know what they should be doing. Now it's like, okay, what kind of questions can I ask them that will help them figure out what they need to be doing? So it's just a slightly different approach to it, and I've just found it to be very helpful. So the way I'm communicating with people has evolved a lot. Um, again, I'm still not perfect or where I want to be. There are still days where I leave the gym and I'm still thinking, Shit, I really could have done a better job at conveying that message or communicating with that person. I really should have just sat back and um, let them talk a little more. So that leads me into the next thing. As a coach, I've really backed off on the amount of things I'm saying in the gym. Of course, I'm still, you know, I'm saying what's important. Um, and that's a big thing. Like, talking about the important things and giving the important cues and doing a lot more listening rather than talking. So really asking them a question, letting them letting them soak that question in and just standing there and listening. Um, so that's another thing, just learning to listen. That's another thing I've been working on and learning. Now here's a big one. Here's a big one coming up. Auto-regulation is key. I've talked about auto-regulation in the past, but this is this has been so important and this has been why I think I've made it this far. Of course, among other things, but I think auto-regulation and the ability to be empathetic of someone's situation. So what auto-regulation means is that Although, yes, as a coach, we should be planning our clients' workouts. We should be planning their training over not just one session, but
but over the week, over the months, and over, you know, small mini cycles of four to eight weeks. So although I have numbers planned every session and movements planned every session, 90% of the time, adjustments have to be made. So from the moment they're walking into the door, I'm looking at them, looking at their eyes, looking at their body language. Okay, are they coming in with a lot of energy today? Are they coming in uh, with low energy? Maybe stressful things occurred in their life that day. Maybe it's been a rough week. Maybe they sl didn't sleep much. So immediately I'm eyeing them, looking at their um, body language. This is before I've said hi. Maybe I'll wave. Um, I'll say hi. Give them a give them a daps. Give them a high five. But I really think that that first couple minutes is really important. Just how they're walking in. And another thing I learned last week is how they sit down. Because most people come in, they sit down, they like change shoes, put their stuff down. And there's a big difference between someone who sits down and they've got a lot of energy or someone who like just crashes right onto the bench because they're so tired. They crash, their whole body collapses. They sit there for a couple minutes just trying to gather themselves, right? So immediately I'm already looking at that. Then I give them time, you know, they do their warm up. I'm looking at them there as well. Like if I see someone, say for example, someone on the ground, they just did some kind of ground base uh, hip mobility. And you can tell sometimes someone just lays there for like a minute, just like trying to get themselves together, right? So that's already a sign. Like I'm not really saying anything to them at this point. I'm just observing. So really doing a lot of observing with how, what kind of energy are they bringing in today? And maybe I need to back things off a little because, yeah, I want them to work hard, but I don't want to, if they're already in a hole, like think of it like they're already in this hole where their fatigue is so much already. Yeah, we should work hard, but I don't want to put them in a deeper hole that's just going to perpetuate all of like this fatigue they're already feeling. So yeah, I'm still going to work them hard, but maybe instead of that dirty sled finisher that I had uh, planned, maybe we'll do arms at the end of the session. Or maybe we'll just do core and call it a day. You know, so auto-regulating is key. So that's in terms of intensity, but also auto-regulating the movements. with Because, um, you know, not everyone has uh, is performing with 100% health in terms of joint mobility in terms of dealing with pain you know i have a lot of clients who are dealing with some kind kind of knee knee issues low back issues shoulder issues so yeah although i had push-ups planned maybe it's not a good day for this person to be doing push-ups it would be a terrible idea for me to just be like no you know what we had it planned we're gonna do it let's do it and then they end up getting hurt you know, so that's definitely not the way to go. So auto-regulation is key. I found as a coach, that's like my number one, um, not number one, that's a top priority for me. Just like seeing how they're performing and adjusting the training session to their level today. 
And then that this is on the side of people coming in and they're a bit fatigued. But sometimes people come in and they have a ton of energy. Like maybe something really good happened to them that day. Maybe they had three coffees. I'm like, okay, we're going to make use of this energy. We're going to kill it today. So there's that side of the coin as well. So consistency is key. Communication is key. Auto-regulation is key. Now, number four, this is similar to a consistency standpoint. Nutrition. Nutrition is key. A client's nutrition is important. Um, not just from a body composition standpoint, not just from a performance standpoint, and not just from a performance standpoint in the gym. When I talk about nutrition now, it's more of a, look, this isn't only going to help you in the gym, and it's not only going to help you look better. Like This is going to help you with your whole life. Like the, What you're eating is directly going to affect how you're feeling. So in terms of performing well at your job, in terms of being a good family member, in terms of being a good husband or boyfriend or just a friend, like the nutrition is a huge deal in that department. So one thing I've been trying to convey more, this is actually something, it's so funny, um, because now when I get a new client, when I bring a new client in, I'm kind of, I'm a lot better at, you know, that initial assessment, that first meeting, really figure out where they're at. So it used to be all about their gym performance. Okay, gym performance is all that matters. But now I have four, I talk about this a lot. If you guys follow me on Instagram, if you read my blog posts, if you've listened to previous podcasts, there are four things that matter. The 99% of things here. This is the big picture. There's training in one quadrant. There's nutrition in a second quadrant. There's sleep quality. And then there's stress management. So training, nutrition, sleep quality, and stress management. When I'm meeting someone new or when I'm talking to one of my clients or really anyone who has any questions about anything training related those four departments are where i steer the conversation to so someone's having someone says to me i don't know what's going on like uh, i'm so stressed out and i don't know why i'm not losing the weight that i want to lose or why i'm not getting leaner because i'm coming here to you and i'm training hard two times a week and I just don't know, maybe maybe this isn't right for me, maybe I need to try something else. And then I say, okay, let's uh, let's take a step back. Like, yeah, you have been training with me twice a week consistently, and you've been doing a great job. Like, you're clearly making progress in the gym. Now, what are you doing outside of the gym? Are you doing any extra activity outside of the gym? How active are you? How sedentary are you? And then we go through all that. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they can improve on that department. Maybe not. Maybe they're already doing other stuff. Okay, that's fine. You're already doing other activities. So your activity, your training is taken care of. But you say you're really stressed. And then the thing with stress is that it can affect everything. So, okay, do you have any systems in place in your life 
where you're managing that stress? Like, do you have any mindfulness practices? Do you uh, give yourself time to decompress and chill? Like, how do you relax? And number three, it's like, okay, let's talk about sleep then. How's your sleep quality? Because generally, stress and sleep go hand in hand. You're stressed out, so you don't sleep well. You don't sleep well, so you're stressed out. It's a, you know, it's a tough situation to be in. So sleep quality is a big one. And then number four, like nutrition. Let's talk about nutrition. Are you taking, are you eating the way you should be eating in order to achieve the goal you want to achieve? So you're trying to lean out, but you're telling me that four times a week you're going out and having dessert at a tasty dessert place or like three times a week you and your partner have a fried chicken and McDonald's okay that's not gonna work out right so I've really realized that nutrition is huge um, among sleep quality and stress management I've I think um, that's that's an area where I'm always steering the conversation to because I believe that those three things nutrition, sleep quality, and stress management directly affects your performance in the gym and outside of the gym, right? So actually training is probably the smallest portion of all all four of those things. Like if I were to give a percentage of, of each of those four things and how much it affects your gains, sleep is like 40% of the equation. If not, like I'd be going, I'd be willing to say sleep's like eighty percent of the equation. So sleep is a big part, and then nutrition is a big part. Managing your stress is a big part, and then training, training's the easy part. That's one thing. That's a big thing I've learned over the years. Where I tell people, like, look, training is the um, training is the easy part, hundred percent. Like eating well for her the other 164 hours that's the that's where the real gains are made and then you knowing how to manage your stress knowing yourself how to manage that how to sleep better that's another big thing so i found in terms of coaching and in terms of getting results that consistency is key nutrition is key uh, my ability to communicate all of that with someone is key. So there's going to be a big difference between me communicating that, how I used to communicate it three years ago, versus how I communicate all of that right now. So there's a big difference between me telling someone, look, you need to do this, you need to do that, and you need to do that, because what you're currently doing is wrong. In my experience, that hasn't worked too well. So now it's more like, okay, how's your sleep quality? And then I just literally stand there and let them talk it out. And they tell me, they tell me all about it. And through the process of talking about it and through the process of them processing that, they usually figure out what they need to do better. So at the end of those conversations now, it's less of me prescribing things. I still do if the person needs some guidance. But generally, through the process of them talking about it, it's like a light bulb clicks in their head like, oh, okay, shit, I'm not doing that, or I'm not doing that. I'm doing this well, but I'm not doing that well. 
So that's definitely communication's a big thing right now. Just like super important. And then of course on my end, auto-regulating so that no one gets hurt, everyone's still moving forward and becoming better. So I got some, I fielded some questions on Instagram and I got two really good questions from you guys. So I wanted to address those in this podcast. Number one, how do you stay enthusiastic about training? Most trainers who have a client for a long time get lazy. That's a great question. How do I stay enthusiastic about training? One big thing is, again, going back to what I was just talking about. If I sleep well, if I manage my stress well, if I eat well, and my own training is going well, of course I'm going to show up and be in a much better headspace at the gym training clients rather than if I slept three hours, if I've been eating like crap, if my training's been crap, if I'm super stressed out. So a lot of it I find is just like, again, as a person, you have to take care of you first because in order to take care of other people, you have to be in a good place. Um, It's really, I find it really hard to care about other people if in my own situation I'm in dumps right so again there's a huge difference between me coming in with two hours of sleep versus me coming in with eight hours of sleep so in terms of how to stay in how I stay enthusiastic about it first of all I love training I love the gym like I live in the gym and at this point in my life like I've lived in gyms for the last 10 years. Like this is this is what I do. So it's it's not hard to get excited about training because this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I care about. Um so on that end like it's not too hard for me to do that because that's that's just me. In terms of me coming in well rested or not and well fed, yes, that's going to affect how I interact with people, right? So that's what I mean about in terms of when I eat well, I just perform better, not just with my own training, but I coach people better. And then if my own training is going well, I'm excited about that. So then I am excited about other people's training. So one thing I find is like with coaches is that if you're not constantly trying to get better in some way, shape or form, how can you bring that enthusiasm and that passion to become better and pass that along to someone else so that they can also harness that passion and that drive to become better in terms of but that's that's just one side of the coin i think there's a lot to be talked about in terms of coaching and that's why i that's why i'm late on putting this podcast out because I knew what I wanted to talk about, but as I wrote down all the points I wanted to touch, I was like, shit, this is going to be a long podcast. But don't worry, I'm going to keep it short because I don't want to talk about everything in this podcast. I might make a part two, but really, like all the things I listed, there's so much to talk about. And this is just one glimpse into it. So in terms of from a business standpoint, 
in terms of staying enthusiastic look if you're not charging your clients what you think you're worth then you might not be as enthusiastic about it like if i'm if i'm charging clients say ten dollars a session the level of commitment that i'm going to put into it the level of energy the amount of energy that i'm going to put into it it might not be the same as if i was charging what i thought i was actually worth right i'm not saying that we shouldn't do things for free because i still run like i just came from a sunday today's sunday i came from a sunday session i do a morning session for all my clients and any friends they want to bring i do that for free um there are many reasons why i do that for me the biggest one is just giving back to people uh, that's my way of giving back right now so of course i still like do things for free um because i'm still a rookie <laughs> i'm still gathering my experience right but there's a big difference between a client who pays me ten dollars per session versus someone who pays me forty dollars per session versus someone who pays me eighty dollars a session and here's the thing no matter what someone pays you the energy that's good that it's going to take to help them is going to be the same so that's why in terms of being a coach any any service right you need to charge what you want because if you're not if you're waking up and you're like Oh, I don't want to go. It's not worth it. You're already in a bad place. Versus, okay, this like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going. Like, I'm gonna get what I'm worth. Like, this is what I want. I'm going, and I'm gonna do a hell of a job. So I think that's another big thing with it. Um, and then lastly, lastly, I think reestablishing goals making sure i'm always on the same page with my clients that's one thing i've so i the way i sell my sessions it's either five sessions 10 sessions 20 sessions so for most people they do the 10 or 20 session option so let's take someone who trains with me twice a week um, and they buy 20 sessions so that's about 10 weeks if they're consistent, if they're not going on vacation, if they don't get sick, they don't get injured, that's 10 weeks of training. So of course we're working towards goals in that 10 week period. And when it's time for someone to renew, something I've been doing is, is there, I'll ask them, is there anything specific you want to work on? Is there anything you want to change? Are there things you're currently enjoying that you want to continue to do? And I'll tell them, don't answer me right now. Go home, think about it, and let me know. And a lot of the times, they're like, no, nothing new. I like what we're doing. Let's continue. Or sometimes they do want to change things up. Oh, can we um, maybe do a bit more conditioning? Can we maybe do a bit more core work? Like, okay, yeah, let's do that. Or they want to learn some kind of new lift. Or maybe they want to work with sandbags more. So really, for me, it's just about staying on the same page as my clients i don't want them to make a shift in their mind about what they're doing and then me on my end creating programs and just the way i'm approaching the training session i don't want us to be on different pages i want to be on the same page 
so that we're working because at the end of the day yes i know what's good for you but you know what you want to do so it's always finding a happy medium between those two right between my personal goals as a coach and your goals as a person and of course you're paying me at the end of the day like your goals matter more than my goals right so i think that's the three three aspects of that like how how i stay enthusiastic about it number one just a quick recap number one of course personally i have to be in a good place that means my training needs to be in order my nutrition needs to be in order i need to know how to manage my stress and i need to be well rested number two from a business standpoint um, you you need to be getting paid what you want to get paid or what you think you're worth right now and then number three is from a goal standpoint just being on the same page as the client again that's where communication comes in second question another good one what are some cues you use to help bring awareness so I talk about awareness a lot about the body mind spirit I think what this person is asking is more about the physical awareness just like how can someone be aware in the gym so one way I do this is okay say I just I just had a new person the other day initial assessment and usually I ask I want to see their squat right I ask okay can you just show me five bodyweight squats like if someone were to ask you how to squat just show me five squats there's no wrong way just show me what you're currently doing they show me you know 80% of the time 90% of the time their squat is kind of off but that's okay like that's why they're coming to me right so their squats kind of off um, their knees are in their feet are straight they're like totally too close um, anyway then I'll say okay that's great thanks for showing me let's um now can let's try these let's try these uh, this setup so let's place your feet just a bit um, a bit wider than shoulder width feel free to point the toes out a little um, keep your upper body nice and strong and then let me when you think about squatting think about pushing the hips back while you push your knees out to the side so you're opening it up right so then I'll get them to try that and they'll hit it and they'll do five reps this is without weight they'll do five reps and I'm like okay how'd that feel um, did that feel any better and then you know they're thinking about it they're t they'll tell me whether it felt better or not I'm like okay awesome like that felt better right you feel how by pushing the hips back by pushing the knees out you create a bit more space so that you can actually squat down and then now because you're pushing your hips back your hamstrings are more involved your glutes are more involved there's not so much stress on your knees so just through the process of them doing what they're currently doing me giving them a cue on that specific movement of course there are cues for all different movements right so me giving them a cue and then me letting them do it it might take more than one set sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't then they do it and then then it's a question 
portion where they finish the set. I look at them I'm like, okay, how'd that feel? They're not sure. Did that feel different? Did you feel it in different places? Um, did that feel stronger? Did that feel better? And one thing I always tell people is like, I want it to feel good. I want it to feel easier in a way, like more optimal, right? Because if it doesn't feel good, you're not going to want to do it. So, and none of this should really feel bad. It should be hard, but it shouldn't feel bad. Like my knee's going to rip out of my leg or something. So that's, I think that's the main way IQ or how I build, help people build awareness. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I do it. Again, communicating is key. And just, I'd say that's the biggest thing over the last three years for me, how communication is the biggest thing, the number one biggest thing. And again, as I always say, the training is the easy part. I can communicate that no problem. And most people pick up on the training, no problem. Mostly because I'm standing right there. So in terms of communicating the importance of additional movement on top of our sessions or proper nutrition outside of our sessions, those things are the tough things to communicate. So with that being said, I think I covered what I wanted to cover. As always, I hope you guys were able to take away at least one thing. Whether you're a coach, whether you're not a coach, I know a lot of you guys out there are coaches. And one thing I've noticed is that this isn't just limited to coaching um, in the weight room. One thing that coaching in the weight room has really helped me is like my ability to coach people outside of the weight room. Because whether you think, whether you are aware of this or not, like you're always if you're talking to someone, whether it's your friends, your coworkers, there are coaching opportunities everywhere. Um, and it doesn't always just have to be about the gym, right? I find a lot of it, like, again, as I said, coaching someone in the gym is the easy part. Now, how can I actually make an impact on their life outside of the gym so that they can become better, like become the person they want to become? just be happier or be happy about and feel good about themselves that's the number one thing and i think right now where i'm at right now as a coach it's like how can i figure out how to impact people in a positive way in the gym and outside of the gym so that they can in turn go out into the world and impact the people around them in a positive way. I think that is like currently the ultimate goal, like the most worthwhile goal in my mind. Because yeah, I could help someone lose fat and get stronger and get bigger, but if they're not a good person outside of the gym, if they're not taking care of their people, then, you know, are they really getting better? Debatable, right? So I find it's just a long chain. It starts with yourself. It starts with me. I need to be in a good space. I need to be taking care of me so that I can go into the gym or go out into the world 
and take care of the other people in my life, right? So I'm taking care of them now. And then through, through the process of me being a good person, leading by example, being patient, then it's like, okay, then I can bring that to other people in my life, my father, my mother, my sister, my girlfriend, all of my clients, all of my friends, then I impact them in a positive way. And then through that process, hopefully, then they can in turn go out into the world and impact their family, impact their coworkers. And it's just a, it's just a never ending um, chain, right? So that's, I think, where I'm currently at. That's what I've kind of figured out over the last couple of years. And I know that there's a lot to be learned still. There's a lot of evolving that is going to happen. Very excited and nervous at the same time, of course. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. I hope you're having a great day. Hope you're having a great week. And make sure you're crushing it. Peace.